Now, when I was thinking about preaching this week and being back together, the story that kept coming to my mind is from the book of Ezra. And that book holds the story of people who went through a great collective trauma together and then were able to rebuild and heal afterwards. Now, the particular trauma of the Hebrew people was having their homeland destroyed, and then all of the survivors were carried off to another land for 40 years. So to make that maybe a little bit more... Um, real, or to put it in modern perspective, it would be like if Michigan were conquered by Canada, and then all of us were carried off to Toronto for 40 years. I was like, you know those Canadians, they're so aggressive, eh? <laughs> oh, oh, Andrea's not up here, I was going to give her a nice ribbing with it, yeah, no, Canadians are lovely. Right, so when the Hebrew people were allowed to return home after those 40 years of being away, they gathered to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem that was the center of their worship and lives. And this is what Ezra records as what happened when all of the people gathered together. So they got together and they laid the foundation stone of the new place of worship. Ezra writes, And all of the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. But many of the older priests and Levites and family heads who had seen the former temple, they wept aloud when they saw the foundation of this temple being laid. Well, many others shouted for joy, and no one could distinguish the sound of the shouts of joy from the sound of weeping because the people made so much noise and the sound was heard far away. Now, I don't mean to like directly compare our regathering after a year and a half of worshiping online with like the utter devastation and exile of the Israelites, but I think there's an emotional truth in the story that I feel and maybe you do too. And that truth is, is that there's a mixture of emotions when you've been through some stuff. And I know that we've all come in this morning carrying a spectrum of those emotions. Elation, I know I was feeling super excited this morning. Maybe a little anxiety of not knowing what to expect, what would be different. A little sadness, a little uncertainty, certainly some joy. And I know like Rachel and I often look at each other like, man, it's been a year and a half. I just don't even have the words. Man, what a year and a half it has been. And yet, we're finally at the point where we have the pleasure of being able to be together again and being able to see the depth of care in this community. And I will never take that pleasure for granted. And I've been impressed by the myriad ways that we've taken care of each other over these last few months and the strength of the love that was really evident. You know, I mean, things like the Lisa's like, embroidered a little blanket for little Addie who was born and people brought meals to people who were sick and people supported each other through divorces and through finding new love and all kinds of different transitions. I also noticed that Ezra, he describes the people as giving a collective shout of praise to God and I think there's a real exuberance, isn't there, to assembling when you haven't been able to. And so you've got the sounds of the crying and the whoops of happiness that are coming out of the sense of relief of just being able to be together and heal. And I know that if you look around, there's a few new faces this morning. And I just want to make sure that we're taking care to like take note of some of those people. If you see somebody new, say hi and help them to feel connected in this time of hybrid church as much as possible as well. Now, in the interest of keeping the sermon a little bit shorter this morning, I want to lead us into a time of meditation by pulling out a prop. It's a Pop-Tart. <laughs> Most of us who've gathered on Zoom these last many months, the Pop-Tart 
became a symbol of our very low church connection to each other, thanks mostly to Molly, who used them for leading communion very early on to very effective, <laughs> very effectively. You know, for months, all of us here, we brought whatever food or drink that we had on hand to the table of Jesus via our computers. And we know that at the table of Jesus, it doesn't matter where you come from, your level of belief, what you've done, who you are, or what you eat, right? You are welcome here. And we were welcome, some of us still in our pajama pants, worshiping on Zoom. And we made community, didn't we? When it was hard to make community, we were able to make community because it was important and it was helpful to be together. And then every Sunday after church, Betsy Salzman, or listen here this morning, probably watching online, she went on to the Facebook A2 Blue Social Club and she asked people, right, the same question. It's so simple. What did you have for communion last Sunday? I thought, what an effective ritual to bring people together. I never would have thought that that would have been like this constant for us. And we know that the answers ranged from like, oh, I had pistachios and tea, or I had pretzels and strawberries or cookies or Pop-Tarts. To believe it or not, Ryan Donovan had barbecue ribs for communion one weekend. <laughs> I was really hoping he'd be here this morning. I was just like, oh my gosh, Ryan, should I be horrified or should I be laughing till I cry like I am right now? Oh my gosh, a little on the nose. But I thought that the answers that we gave really expressed our different personalities and diets. And I thought it was a lovely picture of how we each bring something that's uniquely us to the community, right? That's part of our God-given contribution to humankind. And it was brilliant. And so Betsy's actually going to put together a book compiling all of the myriad answers that we gave. My initial hope for this morning's service was to be able to have a table out front that was just laden with all of the different foods and drinks just overflowing, and we could try people's different things that they had. I think that idea was actually Lisa Ruby, so I'll try and give credit where it was due. But Delta. And so, you know, maybe we'll be able to do that one day. I just thought, what a beautiful picture. And I think that this Pop-Tart... It really sums up the tools that we used together, that we employed for resilience. And I hope we remember those tools. Humor, connectedness, and just knowing you're not alone. Those are the things that helped us carry on. And here we are, and we're together again, and all shall be well. So we're going to move into a time of meditation. And you know, the Greek word for communion is eucharisto, which just means thanksgiving. And so instead of a guided meditation, I want to invite you, let's just take a minute of silence to reflect on what we're thankful for. And that might include gathering this morning. I know that'll be one of mine. And so just get comfortable. Take a couple of deep breaths. Let's just focus on gratitude. And if it's helpful to you, you can picture God however you imagine God um, sitting or standing nearby if you would like to present those items of gratitude to them and I'll let you know when the time is up.
Jesus, thank you. Thank you for seeing us through this last year and a half. Thank you for allowing us to gather in this space this morning. We're thankful for that. Thank you for being there when things were really hard. Thanks for being there now as things are sometimes hard in different ways. Thank you for community. Thank you for safety. Thank you that we have a group of people that just really love and care about each other and show that in all of these different ways that are almost like a blanket, like with all these different woven bits that come together and make something really beautiful. God, I ask that you would continue to be with us as we go forward, that you would help us to help people who are newer to connect and to feel part of this family. And we ask that you just be with us as we go through our, our coming week here and in all of the things, in our workplaces, in our schools, and in conversations with our families that are hard. We just ask that your presence be felt and known. Be with us and guide us. In your name we pray. Amen.